Hey, how you doing? My name is Benjamin Charles Watson, and I'm on Designated Survivor on Netflix. You are currently listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, Adrian. I did it. A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more from deep inside the Man Cave. Your host, Elias. Benjamin, welcome to the cave. Thank you so much. Appreciate you having me on the cave. So <laughs> cool. How are you, man? What's new with you? You know, I'm just I'm fantastic. Right now, I'm just kind of enjoying life. I'm back in Vancouver, hanging out with my little mini family and my dog, and just enjoying all this nature that's happening right now. There you go. There you go. So you've been busy the last few years, huh? Numerous TV appearances, LA Complex, The Killing, and now you're on Desert Survivor, and we'll talk about that. Uh, I want the listeners to get to know you a little bit better. Where are you originally from? Uh, originally I was born in Jamaica and then I moved to Toronto, Canada when I was 10 years old and then living in Toronto for like a long time. Then I was like, Hey, I want something different because Toronto's great, but Toronto's such a city and I'm such a nature guy and I just, I've always been attracted to nature. So I moved out to Vancouver and then I was like, Hey, awesome. Vancouver's great. But then I'm like, Hey, I want more out of life. So I moved out to LA. So I've been living between LA and Vancouver for the last Seven years, eight. Wow. Wow. It's been a while. <laughs> how uh, how was it growing up in Toronto? Toronto was great because I mean, moving from Jamaica and then all of a sudden you're going to this big magical city was incredible and scary because I was like the there were like three black kids in my in my class and I was one of the like the only black kids in my class like that was different and then the first time seeing snow was incredible because I never saw snow until I was like 10 years old. Yeah. That was incredible. And then the experience, like what it's like to be outside when it's absolutely like freezing. That was cool. Like it's, it was incredible. Like I grew, I, I absolutely loved growing up in Toronto because Toronto was such a multicultural, such an important place for me and my family to grow up. And it's been, I loved it. I loved every single moment of it. Um, as a kid growing up, uh, what were you into? Um, oh God, I was into a lot of. Oh, this is gonna be so embarrassing. <laughs> I grew up. Well, first off, I grew up with like the original Power Rangers. Like I loved Power Rangers. That was just like my the original Power Rangers was totally my thing. Okay. So when the new movie came out, I was like, yes, love that. That was like my jam. <laughs> Also, like, I grew up and I was watching Golden Girls. Like, I love, love the Golden Girls. Like, all, I don't know, for some reason, watching that show, I used to watch it with my mom, and it was just, like, a time where me, my mom, and my dad was just, like, it was, like, our time. It was our, like, spending time together. So, for some reason, watching the Golden Girls is... It makes me feel at home. It gives me this weird, like, comfort feeling of, like, family. It makes no sense. But, I mean, yeah, it does make sense. But I love that. Yeah, I understand. We, I, th- I think we all have, like, a similar thing with, like, with our parents watching a certain show. Yeah. 100%. Like, 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 like mine is three, mine was Three's Company. Me and my father loved watching that together. Yeah, that was a great show. I just never got into it for some reason. And, like, I'm watching it now, and I'm like, it's cool. It's awesome. But yeah. I was like, oh, no, I'm a demographic. But, yeah, no, it's a great show. <laughs> so, like, so many old shows are phenomenal. So growing up, what uh, 
what pursued you to become an actor? Was there a specific movie or TV show that you watched and you were like, this is what I want to go do? Um, honestly, it was, I saw Power Rangers and I always wanted to be a Power Ranger. And then I didn't know that could actually be a thing. But then, like, I started, started watching, like, The Titanic was a huge movie for me. Like, I watched that movie and then... I don't know what it was, but I fell in love with Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. And then I never understood that this was, I could be, I could do what they're doing on the screen. Like I, I, I loved that experience of that movie and sitting down and just being transformed into another world. And I was crying. I forgot how old I was, but I was like crying when Jack dies and this whole thing. And it was just such a moving, powerful movie for me. And then Celine Dion, My Heart Will Go On, was such a song that I listened to all the time. And that movie changed. That movie was like the movie, one of the movies that made me want to become an actor so badly. And I mean, the original Ninja Turtles, there's just so many Independence Day with Will Smith. Like, that was a huge movie for me growing up. So, yeah, there's so many different things. But mainly it was like independence day and then it was also titanic yeah. two completely totally different films did you did you do any like theater or acting like in high school and in college um yeah so like i was always a kid that would go to either film school not film school like film on um, film class or or uh, like drama class like that were two of my things like all my buddies and friends were doing like sports and all that kind of stuff and i was like sports are great but i never was really interested in sports. I was always like the artistic dude. I was always into painting. I took home ec because I loved cooking because at one point I wanted to be a chef too. So I, I did all of that in like high school. And then when I went to college, I did this program called Acting for Film and Television where I got a full base of like the just the standard... I didn't know how to be an actor. I had no idea what I was doing. So I just wanted like a standard course as to like training techniques. So I got a lot of like... Um, theater-based training and also a lot of film on camera, film on camera training too. So I just had like a base of what I needed to get done and understand what acting was in college. So yeah, that's what I usually, that's what I did. So after going to, from Toronto to Vancouver, you, you went to LA, did you pursue LA more for the acting or were you already doing like the acting in Vancouver also? I was doing it more in Vancouver, and then everyone's like, hey, you want to be an actor, you have to be in L.A., because L.A. is where it's, where it's at, where everything is. So I went down there, and as a, a Canadian, you could be down there for like six months. I was like down there for almost half of the year, not working, and trying to figure out how to do this thing. And it was so hard, and it was so complicated. And, and I was at the point where I was just emailing managers and agents saying, hey, my name is Ben Watson, this is my reel, and stuff like that. And surprisingly, a lot of people got back to me but I, I wasn't strong enough for their roster. But LA is a great place for the business, but it's not where I want to live. Okay. It's a place where I can go, I can do my job and then get out. Because I think I'm in Canada, like Canada is phenomenal. Like Vancouver is phenomenal because I'm just, I'm the dude that wakes up at six thirty, go to yoga and then I go to, I hike a mountain and then like I run the beach. Like those are the things I like to do. And LA just doesn't have that for me. So LA is just mostly primarily business. So I kind of decided to go to LA when I need to go to LA just to kind of um, 
drive force the acting and interviews and all that kind of stuff. But Vancouver is primarily where I want to live. And Vancouver is also such a Canadian, such a hub for LA that everything from LA kind of shoots here anyway. So it's, um, I got a, it's a win-win situation for me. So when you moved out to LA, what was like your first gig? Oh God. I did a really, really bad film. When I oh god, when I first first moved there, yeah, I did like a really bad film. Just kind of like get the LA experience and did a lot of short films. But 2016, yeah, I, I did LA for such a long time, and trying to grasp what LA was was hard because I didn't have a good enough manager or representation down there, so it was hard. So I was just doing any little short film or thing I could do. I don't remember the first thing I ever did, but the second like major thing I did was Black Sight Delta. We did that in 2016 in Jackson, Mississippi. I let, yeah, got cast out of L.A. for that. And that's currently on Netflix. That was just like, it was a cool film because one, we're in Jackson, we're in the South. Okay. I've never experienced the South before, so that was really cool. And then I got to like fire a gun and oh, wow. do all these like amazing things where I was like a, a drone pilot. So it was like, I got, taken up into an airplane a bunch of times and, and taught how to fly a plane. So like that was like the greatest experience I could ever have as an actress, as, as an actor, because I got so many different training, training ability on one movie. So like that was dope. That's but that was 2016. But that was like the dopest thing ever. And now you're on Designated Survivor. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> my God. It's like, it's, that's pretty, that's pretty huge. And now you, you know, you play Dante Ab. Dante Evans, uh, how was it uh, joining the the cast for the show? It was amazing. It was scary. It was mostly scary because like I've seen the show, and I'm like, hey, it's Kiefer Sutherland. Hey, it's Cal Payne. Hey, it's Talia Ricci. <laughs> like I've known Italia. Oh god, I've known Italia for such a long time, but we just lost contact. It's like I moved to Vancouver and then she moved to LA. But I put I put Italia. I used to like do self tapes for actors, so I put Italia on tape. And then she booked her first gig, like her first major gig. Like, I always want to help her out with that and tape that for her. And that was like such a cool experience. But joining that cast was really kind of scary. I'm not going to lie. Because I was, I felt out of my element. And this is like not being on television for such a long time in terms of like having a huge arc or having a bunch of, uh, having a huge arc with so many episodes because I would pop in and out of TV shows, like on guest stars and stuff. So I didn't really have a chance to kind of like fully engulf and join the cast. It was kind of like, Hey, I'm the guy on set for like three days. Hi, bye. But joining this was so cool because everyone was so incredible and they just like welcomed me with open arms and gave me pointers and so much things. And it was just, it was a dream come true to be honest. It was incredible, and Kiefer Sutherland, my God, that man is so cool. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I can imagine. Mm. <laughs> what? Mm. So, so, tell us about the your audition for the show. Um. Yeah. So this, I have. I'm this weird guy because the same thing happened with me with me the LA Complex. I'm better. Um, I'm better with uh, self-taped auditions than I am with like in-person auditions. For some reason, I just kind of get freaked out and stuff like that. But like, yeah, you give me a self-tape, like I'm pretty golden. So for this, I did a self-tape audition the first round, 
And then I found out like four days later, they're like, hey, they really, really like you. The um, executive producer slash one of the directors, Chris Grismer, wants to um, wants to have a call with you and wants to do to uh, send in another tape. I'm like, yeah, awesome. So I, as an actor, like I had all my papers ready to go. I had a new size that I could analyze everything and I had all my notes and all that kind of stuff. And then I get on the phone with Grismer and then I'm thinking, hey, it's going to take like 20, 25 minutes of this is what I need to get done or this is what I missed, yada, yada, yada. And then literally it took about like six, seven seconds and then he gave me one note and then I asked, is that it? He's like, yeah, that's all you need to do. Just get that done and you're good to go. So I was like freaking out. I'm like, oh, awesome. Great. So that night I prepped I uh, prepped my retape, and then the next day I did my second audition slash callback. And then within 48, 72 hours, I, they're like, yeah, you got the role. And they're like, yeah, you got the role. Congratulations. So I was like freaking out. I'm like, what? <laughs> and... <laughs> Yeah, within a week, I was flying to Toronto to shoot. It was crazy, but it was a sell tape, and yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. That's that's insane. How how would you describe Dante Evans? I mean, he plays an intelligent digital officer. How would you describe him? I mean, okay, so Dante is, he's a very, he's a very shy, he's an incredible individual, because what I like, what I love about him, actually, is his power. He has this sense of power and authority that he grew into and the sense of self and who he is that I found very riveting and incredible to play because this character, once again, I'm having a character that's basically showing me what life is and showing me how life can be for me. So he was such a huge, incredible power and he just had this very sense of self and identity that was very captivating that I personally didn't have until now that he taught me. So he is so many different things, but he's like, he's, he's a huge powerhouse. He's a guy that like wears so much on it, wears his heart on his sleeve. And he's also a go-getter and he knows exactly what he wants out of life and he goes for it. And then once again, he doesn't use his, his sexuality is just a part of who he is. It's not all of who he is. And I never understood that. And then for him, I was, he taught me that and I was like, Oh wow. Cool. That was like the greatest, greatest thing, like playing this character. So yeah, yeah that's who this guy is. How did, so how did you prepare for the role and what kind of research did you do? Um, so I had to figure out what the hell this digital officer was. And then also, I believe Obama was the first president that kind of like had a digital officer because like this, it wasn't a job before. And then now this job was, was created in such an important role. So I just researched a lot about like how like social media and aspects of how that, how that whole thing works. Because for me, I just, I just post stuff and I just tweet things and maybe people will like it maybe people won't like it but i did a lot of research on like algorithms and then instagram just changed their algorithm again but how to make things trending how to make things popular figure out what people are listening to how to grasp um attention from different people and times like specific times and how you post things and what like hashtags you use that will draw individuals to your post and 
yeah, I'm figuring out how to reach masses of people through Instagram, Twitter, and then also there's YouTube. There's just so many ways of reaching people, and there's so many ways of having this whole collective of individuals from literally all parts of the entire world reach each other. So, like, that was interesting. And then, yeah, it was... It was it was hard, but it's it was fun researching all of that. Yeah. If Dante was a real person, would you be friends with him? Oh my god, are you kidding me? He'd be amazing. <laughs> Heck yes. Yeah. A thousand percent. Because <laughs> the guy just he just he will tell it like it is and he's not afraid of things that are like petty and he's just he's the person I've always wanted to be. He's the guy that it's like He's he's all he's the friend that you want to be because he's such he just knows what he wants and he's not fearful of what he wants and he goes after it and he's just yeah yeah absolutely. <laughs> so how was it working with the with the cast? Oh my god, uh, incredible! My captain was incredible. I was such a huge fan of him. I've seen him in like everything, and he was such a down to earth, really cool guy. And then he's such a businessman at the same time. So it was so cool seeing like the business guy and then the actor and then just Cal Penn. It's like there's three sides to him and they're all such an incredible part of who he is. And it just makes him such an amazing, cool guy. Um, yeah, he's so cool. And I got to work with him like one-on-one. I'm like, dude, you're so cool. And I'm kind of starstruck right now. But he was so down to earth. I love yeah, that. That's great. That's great. Uh, Italia was inc- I've always wanted to work with Italia for such a long time because I mean I've seen her work I've seen I've seen like almost everything she's ever done and she's like well you've seen that I'm like yeah I know you 100% I'm gonna support you you kidding me you're cool so she was really cool because she took me under her wing and cause I, I, I haven't been on the show for such a long time that I kind of like forgot minimal things so she was kind of helping me in like she was helping me on set too and that was such a cool thing because she didn't need to do that it was she didn't that she didn't have to do that and that was such an incredible thing for her to do for me so i appreciate a thousand percent of her and then finally finally getting the ability to act opposite her was so cool because i'm such a huge fan of her work hmm. um yeah i love her to death so and now she's having a baby i'm like oh my god you're incredible but keeper <laughs> sutherland yeah, man, <laughs> that dude is so amazing, super, super giving. And working with him one on one was incredible because, like, he wants to run a scene with you, and he and we talk about the scene, and he's just oh, goddamn cool. It was a dream working with him because, I mean, yeah, he's Kiefer Sutherland. I've worked with him on, I've seen him. She's been acting forever, so just getting that ability to be next to a powerhouse and just incredible, who's giving and. When he looks you in the eye, I feel like, what the fudge? Because yeah. he's just such a powerful human being. Yeah. It's incredible. Did, it, did you get any, so, like, yeah. did you, like, uh, did they give you any pointers or any advice for, you know, being an actor and stuff like that? Yeah, a lot of pointers were, I mean, a lot of, everyone really loved what I was doing. And they all, it's. It's the same thing. It's like keep going because you're really good at what you're doing. So all you have to do is just keep going, keep focused on what you want out of your career and how you see your career going. I got a lot of that. And they also just taught me, as an actor, you always be in the moment. But working with them, you have no choice but to kind of like, as actors, we have this like pre-planned thing that we always do. And it's just, it's just a part of what we do. Okay. But working with, 
each and every one of them, I had to let go of all that stuff that I thought I had planned and literally just be in the moment with them, looking and connecting with them in their eyes. And that was such a powerful thing, too, because they also taught me how to trust myself and trust my craft and trust what I'm doing as an actor. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's so so this fall, you're going to be also going to be on TNT Snowpiercer. What can you tell us about that? Oh, man, that show is so cool. That is such an incredible show. Um, everyone's going to love that show because I saw the original movie. I saw the Chris Evans movie and I was blown away by the show because it's just so gritty and it's so raw and the television show just being on that set and just seeing everything everyone is going to be so amazed because as an actor it's such a dream job because the costumes were phenomenal and then also we're on this train that has hydraulics and people are outside like moving the thing so you feel like you're actually on a train So I think a lot of people are going to enjoy it because the thing about this train, it's about, it's about a class system. It's about being segregated. And I think a lot of people are going to connect and understand that because even though it's set in the future, it's still very, it's based, it's about today in the sense that there's a class system and then wealth and all these kind of craps. And how do you, it's, I don't know. It's going to be incredible. I think people are going to really, really, really enjoy the show. Like, I can't wait for it to come out. So, of all the years in the acting world, what do you think has been the hardest role that you played? The hardest role? Uh, oh, God. I mean, I always find everything kind of hard, but I... Uh, oh God, it's going to have to be the LA complex. It was the, it was easy, but it was also hard because I was, it was my first show and I didn't really fully understand my craft and my instrument and didn't understand who I was as a person. So like all of those things were running through my mind while shooting that show. Then also I would have this weird fear of getting fired fired. So I was like, Oh, I, I, I was on set all the time freaking out because I'm like, hey, they probably made a mistake. They're going to fire me, all this kind of stuff. So that was that was hard. And like, a lot of the content was hard for me also because like I was still like deeply frigging closeted. Wow. I was trying to figure shit out. Yeah. So that was a mentally draining. Yeah, that, that, that would have to be my hardest, hardest role because I was just. I was physically not, mentally not in a great place. Do you? But everyone loved it. Do you have like a dream role that you want to play someday? Ah, uh, oh god, I was I. I think the dream role for me now. I'm such a. I've never. I've always been a drama guy. Like I love like drama films, like films that can make me cry for days and like distraught my being. That used to be my thing, but now, all of a sudden all these Mission Impossibles have been getting better and better and better. Yeah. And I literally just want to be in a, some sort of like an action mission, like Mission, mission Impossible. Like I'd love to be in a, mission, in a Mission Impossible film. Like that's literally my dream role right now, yeah. which is so weird. I love it. <laughs> so where do you see yourself like 10, to, 10, 20 years from now? Where do you see yourself? Um, you know what? I, 
I'm still going to be acting for sure, but I also, there's so many projects and things that I want to create. I see myself writing and also directing like I'm currently writing right now because there's, I mean, every, every person has a story. And I think specifically my story and my genre hasn't been fully told, especially on mainstream. So I see myself producing and directing my own shows and, and um, talking about the issues that I want to talk about. And then also putting individuals that are not represented on television in a way broader stream. So that's literally what I see myself doing next, like, 10, 15, 20 years. Mm. And then also, I also want to open up a restaurant. There's so many things I want to do with my life. There's a, Yeah, there's not just one thing I want to do. I want to write, direct, um, produce, open up a restaurant. Like, I, there's so many things I want to do with my life. Mm. But, can I say, yeah. <laughs> so when you're not working, what uh, like in your downtime, what do you enjoy doing? Oh, easy. Yoga. I love hot yoga. And now since I'm in Vancouver, I'm either going to the beach and or hiking and got to keep fit. I've just, I've become, I used to make fun of people that used to work out at the gym all the time because I'm like, hey, you guys are not enjoying life and I get to eat whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. But I absolutely love just going to the gym, blasting some music and just lifting a bunch of weights and just, it feels fantastic. And then also like I love reading. I mean, as an actor, you have to read so many things. So, yeah, I, reading, awesome. going to the gym, hiking, yoga, like those kind of things. And meditation right now is like this huge thing that's taken over my life. So I just want to keep my mind, my body, and soul absolutely clean. So, yeah, that's what I do. So uh, is there any other projects that you want to tell the listeners that you got coming out in the future? Uh, I do have something coming out, but I can't really talk about it yet because we're still trying to get like a bit more funding. Okay. But a friend of mine created this really great project. I don't know if I'm not even allowed to say about it, but yeah, it's a great, it's a really amazing project that we're trying to, we're shooting a pilot very soon for that. And we got some money funding for it. So hopefully we're going to be shooting at least six episodes, but it's a, such a great project and I can't talk about it but I have that coming out and currently I'm shopping around like um, a, one of my projects right now and hoping that either we can get it made or I don't want to sell it I just want to get it made because it's such a unique story that I think needs to be told um, yeah those two things I'm working on right now and just hopefully we get a season four that's awesome um, and, <laughs> yeah. and uh, lastly how can the listeners find you on social media uh, yeah social media I'm there's Snapchat. But I don't use Snapchat, but Snapchat is at Ben Watson Jr. Twitter is also at Ben Watson Jr. And then Instagram is the Benjamin Watson. All right, Benjamin, this was fun. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> Definitely awesome. Thank you this so is... much for having me. This is so cool. I appreciate it. <laughs>